Hi, and welcome. Welcome. You're listening to Autism on Shift. I am Thora. I'm Adam. What we do here is we talk to autistic folks about what we do for work. So they're on shift. Get it? Ha! Yeah. <laughs> but we also want to shift the way we think about what people with autism are capable Can do. of. Exactly. Yep. So today we are talking to Jessica St. Pierre. Jessica has been, um, actually we've spoken to Jessica once we before. Have, so welcome oh, back. Yes. Really. <laughs> yeah, welcome Hi. back. Um, Thank you so much for joining us again. <laughs> again, right. We totally didn't mean to waste your time. But um, for the listeners, Jessica so graciously agreed to hang out with us again because she was our very first interview and we completely sucked as hosts. <laughs> and That's not true. I'm... I, I don't think that's true, but I didn't listen to the the recording, so I'll believe you guys. But I'm glad to be here again. <laughs> Thank you, and you're very yeah. kind. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, so Jess is an executive assistant. Yep. And she's going to tell us all about what that means, and then we're going to ask her some seriously personal questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be scared? <laughs> no, no, they're not personal. We're talking about work. How many teeth do you have? <laughs> Even I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the right answer. That is correct. Ding! Yeah, we need some sound effects. <laughs> right? Uh, okay, so um, so tell us about the life of an executive assistant. What does your day-to-day look like? Uh, my day-to-day consists of a bunch of different tasks that are not necessarily related to each other. Um, as the, uh, the word ex- uh, assistant uh, says I'm I'm there to help an executive. In this case, um, it's my boss. So she's the uh, owner of the company I work for. It is a uh, doula agency. So That's exciting. Basically, yeah, it's really exciting. It's actually really fun. Uh, um, so basically, my boss uh, has this team of doulas uh, who she sends uh, to customers who need help with prenatal and postnatal help whatever um so i help her out with uh, creating systems or um you know uh, helping the doulas uh get in touch with the clients uh but also you know making appointments for her um you know it, it's a bunch of little tasks there's a lot of administrative uh, paperwork as well that I help her with. So, yeah, my work is kind of all over the place. That's great, though. That's you really wanna, cool. You don't want to get bored and doing one thing over and over again. Although some people do like that. Yeah, I, I do enjoy some of my tasks more than others. But um, for me, it really keeps it fresh. And I was uh, kind of explaining to you guys the last time, I do, I do feel like I'm the um, company's mom in the sense that you know, whenever something goes wrong, people are going to come to me and I'm supposed to fix it. Uh, so that's the administrative part of that. But I also make sure, um, you know, I know I know the team. So whenever someone calls me and they're like, you know, I'm looking, we're looking for someone to uh, be with us during birth or things like that. Um, I have to get to know these people. Sure. And also think, uh, you know, who would be a good match in my team? So organizing uh, the meeting between them, but also making sure that they will um, have a good time together. You know, yeah. uh, the entire team is awesome, but people have different personalities. 
So um, that's interesting. Yeah, that's kind I of a cool. Well. You're the matchmaker. <laughs> matchmaker, <Yeah. laughs> matchmaker, make me. No, okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I'm a pretty good judge of personality, uh, which is kind of funny since we always say that uh, autistic people are kind of blind to those things. I don't know if I've developed a you know stronger sense to make up for whatever I'm missing, but I yeah I think I'm a pretty good good judge of personality. So um, for me, that's that's a pretty easy job. I think my. Uh, autistic people are actually better at seeing through the baloney and, and uh, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And like what's underneath, like what's yeah. the actual like intentions and the there's, call, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and there's a whole conversation around, you know, mm-hmm. uh, empathy and autism. Yeah. Right. right? Like, yeah. There is, I mean, a lot of people have it like, Oh, autistic people don't have empathy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> We know that's not true. I mean, right. but of yeah. course, then you have to have a conversation with people about what the difference is between cognitive empathy and um, uh, emotional empathy and reactive empathy and all of those other different types, right? Like, there's right. not just empathy and that's it. Exactly. Definitely, definitely, and that's uh, that's actually interesting because I've been um, having conversations about this at work recently, in uh, which, for example. I I didn't get into an argument with a customer, but uh, we did not see on the same page on something. Yeah. And I sent her a really, really, really long email <laughs> <laughs> explaining things. And she was not happy. And you know what? It, it's fine. It's all good. Um, we, we talked it out and, and everything. But uh, I was really upset. And when I'm upset, I try to uh, give as much information to the person so they change, they, they understand my point of view right, because yeah. that's how I like to be communicated to. Absolutely. Uh, but it, to them, it sounds like I'm not hearing what they're telling me. Yeah. Uh, I understand that. But yeah, in this sense, I'm, I think I'm a very empathetic person. It's just, I feel things very, very strongly. It's my reaction that does not fit, uh, the neuro, more neurotypical, um, ex- uh, I'm looking for my experience, like, like the expression of that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's 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 good because, uh, for example, that gave uh, that gave my boss and I an occasion to to discuss that. That's right. And we have you know been trying to uh, incorporate every week, kind of incorporate talks uh, about how you know we're both seeing things. So uh, we we have better communication so you you're, so you're discussing the different perspectives that you see things as is that what you're saying that's actually yeah. really cool i like that yeah because i remember yeah, it's i'm sorry yeah, if i rem- if i recall the first time we had talked that uh that interaction was didn't your boss ask you something that it really helped helped clarify the yeah. situation in the first place yeah yeah yes uh so i will get back to um what i was uh saying just after but yes indeed uh she she did ask me, uh, it was actually after that conversation with the client, she was like, do you understand why this, your reply can be seen as, you know, whatever the client says it was. And right. the fact that she asked me that really changed everything for me because usually people just assume. Yeah. And she was like, we're going to take time and see, um, you know, are we on the same page here? Even if you don't feel like you know, the customer would like you to feel, or I would like you to feel, you see why we feel this way. And she's kind of open to doing this with how I feel as well, which is 
really awesome. It's great, and um, I can see her doing such a good job as, as a doula, you know, having a doula agency, yeah. you know, with this personality. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And she said, you know, this, I actually cried when she told me that, guys, I've, I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard something like that in your life, but for me, it was the first time someone told me that in uh, the 33 years I've been alive. But she said, you know what? Uh, she said, it's not really fair that you're always the one that has to bend backwards for uh, other neurotypes, you know, um, why, you know, she's like, I want to understand and I want to. I want to know why you think this way. And uh, and then she went on and she was like, oh, and I met this ergotherapist. You know, she works with uh, autistic people. She's like, we should go meet her. We should, you know, have a meeting with her, see what we can do. So, so she's really um, motivated to uh, to have, to, you know, that um, our communication. Kind of bridge um, the gap. Gets, yeah, exactly. Which is something, you know, I'm so thankful oh. for that. God, yeah. I'm, I'm How amazing <laughs> would it be to have even just some, a few random people be like, you know what? Uh, I see how you have to bend. I want to bend a little too. That would yeah. be so helpful. Yeah, I was a bit emotional thinking about that. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. It's, and really, though, it's it's brilliant. And I, I wish I had <laughs> some of that in my life. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, because yeah, I'm the same I'm, as I'm you. So I'm sorry. I, I'm the same as you. You know, where it's the constant going over it, and I, and you know, and it's you know, and I just recently, you know, I'm not gonna say the situation, but it was uh, just constant texting and texting and texting, and and here I am, just stuck out there in the world waiting for something, and I'm stuck in my, you know, until, and I don't think people realize it, that it's, uh, you know. I, it's painful. It's just so much to go through. And then until I get like finally a response or something, and I don't want to bother people, you know, because not mm -hmm. everyone understands. And I get that it's different for other people. Uh, but it is so it can be so much. It's exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. 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 And everything Definitely takes longer to get done when something like that is going on. I notice that I am not as efficient as I normally am, and I can be ultra efficient. And then when yeah. something like this happens, uh, I'm lost. And people say, You're not "Oh, lost. it just takes up a, a huge amount of your brain power." There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 It's like your CPU is all used up for that. And it's funny because before I was, before I knew that I was uh, autistic, I often wondered. I'm like, you know what? I feel like everyone around me has this. Uh, infinite amount of maybe finite but a lot of a bigger bucket of energy that it can spend on helping others uh you know what uh, making place for others in their lives and i really wish i had this energy but sometimes i don't because i'm just always you know i'm, I'm always so tired <laughs> and now that i have my uh, diagnostic i understand where that comes from yeah and i can actually well i actually i, I try my best to um surround myself with people who understand and who are willing to make yeah. you know some adjustments but it's not always possible obviously right yeah. so yeah. so what about the idea of and, and this is a conversation and and it's not work related but it's just kind of us in the world related <laughs> um what about this idea of like taking up space 
right? Like we should be able to allow ourselves to take up space. And we are so often told that that that's not okay. I mean, not directly, you know, Mm -hmm. and nobody Mm -hmm. says, I'm sorry, you can't be standing right here. (laughs) But, you know, but the idea that like, I have an opinion, I have a thought process, I have a perspective, and I'm allowed to like, you know, exist in the world with that. Um, Mm -hmm. It it would be... I, I don't know. I, I just, I guess I just wish people were more like your boss that gave us that space. Definitely. And I think, you know, the way that we sometimes communicate uh, what's going on in our mind, uh, people are going to stick to that. You know, it's like, you're, you, for example, I'm just saying, because I'm, I'm, I'm hyperverbal. And when I write, I write novels all the time. <laughs> and people are like, Oh, there she goes again, you know, writing all that stuff. And they're not even going to read it because they just stop at the fact that I'm not communicating the way that they want me to communicate. So they're just going to take it and, you know, toss it. But this is how I feel sometimes. And um, I understand that a lot of people do not, you know, they're not aware of the way that we tend to communicate. But uh, to those who, uh, I'm sorry, who are, uh, I don't think, you know, they should stop at that. Um, they should they should not point out the fact that, oh, this was not communicated the way that I, I, I was expecting it. So I'm not going to, just not going to listen to it. Yeah, it's not helpful at all. Not to mention, you're not, you need to, everybody needs to put themselves in other people's shoes a little bit. And the, everybody yeah. has to come a, a little bit towards each other i mean if you just stand in your spot and expect everyone to come towards you and nothing will ever be solved i mean it's a it's a give and a take right yeah well i mean it's kind of like that entitlement we were talking about prior to the you know prior to the recording <laughs> you know it's it's like it you know so many people stand in this space and they're like i expect this and when i don't get it then it's not valid mm-hmm. I, I just that needs that needs to change too i think yeah, and it's. I, I think also people might not realize how much of that bending backwards we're doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. um, you know they 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 think that we're not trying, <laughs> which is not you know not true. No, not at all. Um, so you know there, I believe that some people might might say or might think you know why should I. Should I try if you're not trying? But it's like, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. You're putting a lot more effort in yeah. uh, than people realize. And it always, it, you know, a lot of times it occurs as much more difficult than I think anyone is ever going to realize. And that's, yeah. you know, that's fair. You know, it's sometimes it's hard to see those invisible things, you know. Um, uh, but if I, I guess, uh, you know, I guess that's the point of a podcast like this, right? You know, yeah. to kind of open people's eyes, so. You know, in situations like that, I I don't give up. I don't really give up. But what I have kind of done is... Hit people in the face. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I try to stop bridging this communication gap. You know, it's, uh, you know, I have a thing to say. I will say that thing. And then however they take it, they're going to take it. That's true. Yeah. And, and... It works and it doesn't, and it depends on yeah. the person. And yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm old, but I kind of don't care anymore. <laughs> no, I. This is. I would say that this is how I've dealt with things most of my life as well. Uh, it's just that now, 
I'm less confused about it knowing that I'm autistic and that this is the reason why. But um, now if I have something to say, it's, it, you're, you're going to know it. You're, yeah. There's no way I can keep that inside or... And if you, you know, if you don't like the way that it's delivered or um, you can't uh, understand my point of view and uh, you think I'm a bad person because of it, I, I honestly do not think I am a bad person. Um, we don't either. You're not. Sometimes <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah, sometimes I'm wrong, but um, definitely, yeah, it's no, I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> Um, so you were talking about, or you, you guys were talking about, um, how you're more willing to say what's on your mind. And it made me think about, you know, when you found your diagnosis, uh, did that, did that specifically change, you know, the being more open to saying what there was for you to say? Did that make any sense? It makes perfect sense. And okay. I'm just, I'm trying to determine who should be answering first. <laughs> okay. Because um, when, when were you diagnosed? I mean, it was. It was less than a year ago. Right. So, okay. Uh, 10, I was diagnosed in uh, March, at the end of March. So I guess my question is, is finding that out, are you more, does it help you to be more open and, and say what there is to say just by saying it out loud like because i know you you know with the interview you had with your current your boss and everything i mean you told her right away right yeah yeah <laughs> i told her uh in the first email i sent her when i was applying on the job and then i talked about it during the interview as well uh yeah this is something we had discussed last time um when I got my my uh, diagnosis, I was really excited. So I told my previous boss about it. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I was very, very, very open with him. Uh, we had a, a, a very good relationship. So I figured, you know, um, it's all good. Yeah. Um, I think it was all good for a while. But um, in a sense, he was, uh, this is what I was, uh, I was telling you guys last time, is that he, I, f I feel like he was... He walked into this with the feeling that there were things that can be fixed. Right, he wanted to fix uh, you. Easily fixed. So, you know, I was like, you know, if you if we do this this way, I'm going to be more efficient. And he was like, all right. But then, you know, it was like the pandemic and everyone was burning out. And some days I was not doing good. And he was like, well, why aren't you doing good? I, you yeah, know, I I'm fixed you. Yeah, I fixed, <laughs> I fixed your autism. Now you should, you should just be normal kind of thing. Um, which is, which is really funny because, uh, you know, there, I know there's a lot of ADHD in his family and things like that. Maybe he's neurodivergent himself. I don't know. And, he doesn't know if he is, but I, I don't know. It's, it's a possibility, but he sees things in a very, um, you know, if, if you tell me I, I do this, I get this result. This is what I'm going to get. Cut dry. And unfortunately with, with autism, what you, you learn is that, you know, some days you, your abilities are kind of going up and down depending sure. on a lot of factors. Uh, and, but I feel like when I was open with him, it didn't go so well. Uh, in the in the sense that I did um, my my uh, my job ended up being cut a few months later, but also you know there was the whole pandemic thing, and right. I know they were actually struggling monetarily. But there's still this little thing at the back of my mind uh. that you know I keep wondering. I'm like, what if I have not told him or whatever? Yeah. Uh, was that a key component in? 
his uh, decision to let me go. I have no idea, but... But it's unfair that you're going to be stuck having to think about that stuff, you know? Yeah, but it would have been unfair as well, keeping, you know, working and then just having what I thought were just, you know, panic attacks uh, every few months at work and I'm crying and I'm just like, give me five seconds, it's going to be fine. And now I know those are meltdowns and, you know, and I can actually look back and pinpoint exactly how they happen. Usually it would be when, uh, you know, I'm working on something and then something else happens and then, oh, can you do this as well? And can you do this as well? And and then it's just, it piles up and then boom. Um, So... You know, it it gave me a way to understand myself better. And I did try to work it out with my boss. You know, we, we did come up with really uh, good systems. Yeah. Uh, for example, you know, he would tell me something and I would just forget. And so the what, what we worked out was uh, always write down everything. Yes. And I'm super efficient when I write down everything because then I have a list and I'm really excited to go through it. Um, yep, as we, if I, we both love <laughs> those tasks. I I, oh, I I have a <laughs> list so sitting over on the dining room table, and, and it's all, it's all complete. But I hadn't thrown it away because it's all checked off, and it felt really good. I'm like, I don't really yeah. want to throw that away yet. It's, it feels so good. It's done. <laughs> yeah, that that's how I feel as well. But you know, uh, it it helped, and it helped me, and I guess it helped him in a way to to understand these things as well. But it just in the end, it it didn't work out for you know, for pandemic reasons and for whatever reasons, but I'm still glad that I said it. I'm still, I'm still glad that I said it and I, I wouldn't take it back because I know I would be very unhappy. Uh, You have to be honest with yourself. And I mean, uh, honest with yourself isn't the right word, is it? Yeah, it is. I mean, authentic, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) You got to say what there is to say. Yeah, but what about you, uh, Thora? Because you said... uh... I feel like it's allowed me to kind of pick and choose. Whereas before, it was... There was so much of this... um, I have something I need to get across, and people either don't care, or they don't listen, or they misunderstand, or they think I'm saying something else entirely. And then there's just this kind of general sense of dismissal. So that I was it's just happening to you. Yeah. So then it was just this. It was it was just me just insisting over and over and over again that I am heard. You know. Um, and now I think after having been diagnosed and 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 kind of having more understanding, I don't have to insist. I just say what there is to say. And in the times where I know that the things I have to say aren't going to be helpful or aren't going to produce anything, uh, you know, effective or good, then I just don't let go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not fighting constantly because I didn't understand uh, why I wasn't being heard. That was much that's, brute that's, force. Yeah, it, it, I, it was very much brute force prior to my diagnosis. Yeah, but I think having an understanding now allows me to kind of pick my battles. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of seeing it, I guess, yeah. One thing, I, I remember you before the pandemic, or at least at the beginning, you were kind of doing half and half, am I right? Like half outside of your home and half in your home, is that correct? Uh, this is, yeah, for um, most of the pandemic, I've been working for from home. But in this job that I have right now uh, with the doulas, I do 50-50. So I work part-time. I don't have a full-time job right now, which is uh, what I was looking for when I, I looked for a, another job. Just so, 
you know, because everything is so overwhelming right now. And also because I am in a place where I can afford and I'm really, I, I understand I'm very, very lucky to be in this position at Absolutely. this moment. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time in my life that I can do that, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, how can I say that? I'm enjoying the fact that I can. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, but uh, I work two days in the office, which is in a children's clothing store, baby clothing store, uh, and two days from home. Okay. Uh, so uh, the two days that I do get to work in a more, you know, noisier environment. It's a very small store and usually it's just me and the owner of that store plus, you know, um, the clients whenever they walk in. But it's usually with very young babies, so they're asleep and it's it's not that loud, but it does get loud. And I've I've had issues uh especially around Christmas time when Christmas music was playing oh, yeah. and I was, you know, everyone's tired around the holidays. It's just you know, there's no sunlight. We're all like, ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know. I am. I don't know about you guys. But there's I, a lot to I, think about. A lot of stuff going yeah. through your head and we're trying yeah, to get exactly. everything done. So, you know, I feel like if I had to work four days in that environment, it would be too much. Yeah. Uh, I think that the two, the, you know, the 50-50 is, uh, is fine for me right now. Yeah, there's weeks great. where it's a little more difficult. Uh, because I am used to working in a more of an office environment in the past few years, which is quieter, I guess, than a store. But, um, yeah, for, for me right, right now, this is kind of the best, um, uh, compromise I can make, I guess, because yeah. I do get to be a little social, uh, which is good, but yeah. I also get to be not social. <laughs> <laughs> Except with the clients, of course, but that's just, you know, that's part of the job. I, I send, if I can send an email instead of, of calling, I'm going to do that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I get that. Well, yeah, and it makes sense too, though. I mean, the, the doulas that you're sending out would, you know, they want, they need that personal one-on-one as opposed to, you know, you wouldn't have to. An email would make sense too, so it's nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Um, so so let's kind of lead into because I imagine as an executive assistant you have a lot of um, a lot of priorities, a lot of stuff that requires organization. Can we talk about like that part of your job and then your executive functioning and how you kind of make those two fit together? Mm. It's the, 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 the basic the basics of my job I, I, I would say organization. And I am uh, definitely someone who struggles with uh, executive functions. Um, so task in- initiation, sorry, and, uh, you know, uh, short-term memory, things like that. So I have had to, uh, throughout the years, kind of work up uh, systems uh, so I can remember things and also prioritize because um, one of the one of my big issues as well as task switching. So if I'm doing something really, you know, it's it's not important, but I'm so focused on it. It's I know there's something bigger I should be doing, but I can't get to that bigger thing until like uh, I finish this small thing. Yeah. So uh, I I do use uh, quite a few apps uh, like Trello or To Do uh, things like that. Uh, Wonderlist when when it existed, it's it's to uh, it merged with to do microsoft now but oh, okay. um these really helped me out because i can set timer 
colors and I can set, uh, you know, there's an order in which I can put things and I can put a sticker so I have a visual of, you know, what if I see and usually I would write the uh, the client's name and then I have all their information on there and then I'm like, okay, what do I have to do with this, you know, this name? It's um, so um, I have, you know, organization systems like this. Um, and it's really, really make, made a difference in how I work. Um, I apply those things in real life on and off as well. I should, yeah. I should stick to it more. <laughs> um, it's, it's more that my, uh, my partner is, uh, you know, is stressed out by lists. So, oh, really? If I, if I'm, yeah. <laughs> if I make them, uh, it's there for myself. So it's, well, they aren't that bad because I don't I don't see little sticky notes all over your walls or anything like that. No, so <laughs> no, not here. But I yeah, I do tend to keep them mostly on my on my phone. Uh, okay. But yeah, my good. calendar my calendar on my phone is like a, a Christmas tree. It's you know <laughs> every kind of colors and you know everything is color coded and every day has like tons of stuff. Uh, so, written so I'm down. guessing you don't I'm guessing you don't share that calendar with your partner. <laughs> no, no, I think if he just saw it, he would freak out. So, uh, <laughs> we're, we're kind of, we're kind of similar, but different. In, in I this gotcha. way. Uh, he's he's not autistic, but um, he does have OCD. So he like he uh he will stress out if he sees you know he has to do something. He, sure, that's fair. He'd rather just, you know, do it whenever he feels like it, but not it, it can't be forced. It can be a scheduled thing. Yeah, I get yeah. that. It, it's like if I don't force myself, I won't do things. So I have to. I, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I used to be worst procrastinator uh, when I was uh, younger. You know, I would do my homework the night before and freak out. And then at some point in my 20s, I kind of <laughs> realized that I was very unhappy doing this. And yeah. once I found those systems, I really felt like, a lot better so i was like that's oh, cool I'm just you know it, it sucks while you're you're doing it but it it sucks less than yeah. freaking out and panicking and spending so much energy just being like oh my god why didn't i do it yesterday um but yeah it it really it helped me out at work and it helped me get into more complex positions at work as well i feel like um getting more response taking on more responsibilities and um, I feel like people see me as a, you know, someone they can count on, which I did not feel when I was just, you know, by myself without yeah. my, my kind of crutches. But they're not really crutches. I, I feel they're just uh, tools uh, Absolutely. to function, you know, properly. And it's it's really awesome. Well, I think so. I, th I always, I always like the idea of having like a a robot body. I'd like to keep my head, but you know, the robot body. It, there's nothing wrong with being able to lift an extra few hundred pounds or something. You know, I don't want every part robotic. You know, I like my feet. My thing is like. I <laughs> my thing with the organization, and it's not so much organization because I don't have um... organizational skills. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know what I do, yeah, but do. It, it's like, it's like, that's one of those mind switch things. Like yep. I have to put myself in organizational slash prioritizing mode and then yeah, I have to mode. Yeah. And then yeah. I have to create the whole structure of everything while in that mode. And yeah. then I can yeah. turn that mode off and just follow the outline. And that's I think exactly, yeah, that's exactly how I work as well. Yeah. 
And I think, and uh, yeah, I was going to say you guys are similar because, uh, um, you know, when you're talking to like the pr- procrastination and stuff, like I even got Thor a shirt at one point in time. I think it was a, <laughs> with the pro, it, it was not procrastinator, it was procrastinator. Yeah. You know, she was the pro at it. But honestly, in, in the last, uh, even the last six months, but, you know, over the last year, we've done so many things that I, you know, I've watched Thor do more and more uh as she's gotten some of her own structured things and she's more happy just like you as she's doing things as they come as opposed to kind of setting them off to the side like in any time i've seen you you know be like you know you're like that you know those days where we're, we don't want to do things it's, we yeah. just let them go it, it's that uh it's that toilet bowl you know it just goes down and down and worse and worse if you don't take it on in that moment and get it completed um, you know, so I've definitely seen that for you as well. Yeah. And spectacularly done so in the last six months, a year. I mean, do so much and it's it's neat to watch, honestly. Yeah. Well, if well, you think about it, I, I got my, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I got my diagnosis just over a year ago. So that's and that's that's what I'm saying. It's like some of that understanding of yourself, you know, yeah. makes mm-hmm. a big difference. That's what I was curious earlier too. But I don't know if I was discussing that with you guys last time, but I know this is something I often think about I'm not good at working out um, but if I get an app or and uh, a goal uh, it's a lot easier but for example I love running on the treadmill but okay. I absolutely cannot do running outside because on the treadmill I have stats and I can see how how well I'm doing uh, if I run outside I know I'm doing something good but it's so you know um, ethereal it's yeah, it's it's not tangible, so yeah. I don't Interesting. care. I have I have my Fitbit. If I go yeah. for, for <laughs> yay, <it's a> Fitbit. <laughs> if if I go, go for a walk <laughs> for a walk without the Fitbit, it's like oh, it didn't count, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. It's, it's I feel like if we find tools um, that are similar to that for work. Uh, it's it's actually really helping us um, develop good, um, uh, uh, yeah, like good habits, and uh, this is what motivates us. I feel like a lot of you know neurotypical people are um, motivated by success or money uh, things that I do not personally feel very um, you know motivated by personally. Right. I don't know. I'm not talking for every autistic person, but. Uh, of course, it's nice to have a little money. Of course, it's nice, but like I, this is not what I, I crave. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. For me, yeah, it's a it's a better motivator. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Th- really thankful for those apps in, uh, I guess in the in the era we live in uh, for that make our work easier. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Can we talk about some concrete examples that your boss um, does to help you uh, and support you in your job? Uh, well, first, I guess the 50-50 arrangement of letting me work uh, from home on, on uh, certain days uh, is one of those. Uh, but also, you know, um, if, 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 if I do tell her that, for example, I'm getting uh, sensory overload or something like that, she will, uh, she will try to, um, to, to address uh, those things. Um, I guess it's, it's good that we talk about it outside of when it ha- it's happening, because as you guys know, when you're in sensory overload, you're not always asking nicely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, ah, I don't know I'm, anything I'm, I'm about that. I'm not happy right now. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So you're, you're all, when, 
when I feel like I'm able to voice it, it's because I'm already at this in this uh, place where I'm not feeling good at all, yeah. and I feel uh, like I'm being attacked or something yes. like that. Although it's, it's not so much. That's some good advice, though, to think about for everybody. It's just uh, you know, when you know that that's something that you deal with, is to maybe discuss it with people that are around you and people that are willing to work with you when when it's not happening. You know, yeah. when it's not. Yeah, exactly. So of course we can discuss it when it's happening, and and when it does happen, I'm, and I'm always trying to remind her that I'm not angry at her. It's yeah. just at the moment I'm, I'm kind of in fight or flight mode. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's it's helped to talk about it outside of when uh, these things are happening. Um, so coming back to it, but also by being op- upfront and open from the beginning for me. I know it's not, you know, it's I don't think that everyone can come out as autistic at work. And I understand that it's it's definitely not easy for everyone. I'm in a very, very lucky position where I, I can be open about these things. But it's really, really made a difference. Yeah, really made a difference compared to all the million other jobs I've held in the past. <laughs> yeah. Where where uh, I always quit because I, I did not feel uh, I belong uh, in these places. But looking back, it's also because I could not express my needs and uh it's in that sense i don't think it's um my my previous uh, bosses or team's fault because you know if you don't know what's going on you, you can't necessarily address these things but absolutely um i think that being upfront about it has completely changed the game in in, in my uh experience well that makes a lot of sense because it's not just i mean and you gotta think that's it's not just about you it's the people around you so and and i tell people all the time it's like you know i want you to be honest with me you know of course that's i'm saying i want you to be honest (laughs) with me because i'm not being honest with you i'm not you know i'm not open at work like you know and stuff and it's um but it's uh that's not very fair for people around me who don't get to if they would want to be helpful but i assume they wouldn't because that's what i've dealt with in my life you know um so i think it's um i think it's probably very helpful to say hey this is what's going on and then other people you know you expect it both ways you know i guess that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah, of course yeah in an overarching sense that's exactly what we're up to here yeah I mean, I want, I mean, yes, of course, our audience is likely going to be autistic people who are interested in what we do for work and how we, you know, how we operate at work and how do we manage our executive dysfunction and all of that good stuff. Um, but I really hope that, you know, neurotypical people listen and and try to get an understanding and try to see that, you know what, you it, it, and for those of you neurotypical people listening, thank you, you know... <laughs> Us. You're awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know us. Yeah. We're out there. You might not know that we're autistic, but we are you there. Know. And it's helpful um, for us if you make space for us, I guess, is what we're up to. Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because <laughs> we're, we're very... Like, um, I think we have a lot of great qualities as, as worker. You know, the, the ones of us who are... Um, you know, uh, have a job and hold a job. I think we have a lot to bring um, to teams of uh, different people. It's just, I, f- I feel like there's a side of us that is often really, um, how can I say that? 
like it, I'm I'm often told, you know, I'm I'm such an amazing worker when I start a job and I'm masking, you know, like 100% and then they're like, "Wow, you're so awesome." Like they get get over how awesome I am until until I, you know, some some less savory sides of my autism come out. And then they're like, "Whoa." Whoa, and I thought you were awesome. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I thought you were awesome. Why aren't you awesome? And it's, like, it's like, I'm just a, I'm like everyone, I'm just a human being, you know? It's like, yeah. I have really awesome sides and I have less awesome sides. And, you know, if, if this is what people are, <laughs> yeah, this is my good side. <laughs> Take another shot. If, <laughs> if people are realistic about, you know, if, if they know what to realistically expect from us, um, both the awesome and the less. Just the, the struggles, the things that the yeah. things that we have to work harder for. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. Work harder for. Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact that these things are going to exist no matter how you treat us. Uh, if 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 those things are accepted right from the start, I guess it's gonna it's gonna make uh, communication so much easier. Humans accepting humans. Yeah, that right? does sound good. Let's just <laughs> uh, okay. We all just do that, right? That's uh, it. It sounds so uh, easy and idealistic, but uh, it really should be that easy, honestly. Yeah. So, little bit out of yeah. time, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up with the million-dollar question. You know um, the parts of you that you have to work hard for. Uh, and we talked about the parts of you that are super awesome um, and that are easy to show when you're masking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so given all of that, what would your dream job be? Like, what? Wh where would you fit? I feel like this this is the the most difficult question I've I've had to answer my entire life. You know, you get asked as a kid what do you want to be when you grow up, and I'm always like I don't know. And now I'm 33, <laughs> almost 34, and I still don't know. Um, <laughs> I ever since I got my diagnosis, obviously there's I've been thinking a lot about uh, goals that I've had in life. Um, that you know I've I've always felt like. One day I will be where I need to be to achieve those goals. Um, and now I am more realistic about it uh, because I understand better what, um, what is, you know, what kind of drains my energy really quickly and things like that. Like, so for you, example, yeah. I was going to say, so are you saying you, you lessen those goals or you just adjusted those goals? Well, it's kind of both. And, okay. and that's the thing, you know, I've I've wanted to be so many things in yeah. my life uh, yeah. and i have like i know i told you guys i have several degrees i'm not working in any related jobs yeah. job any related to those fields so i don't think that my dream job is uh related to a certain field i think it's more related to um maybe the kind of tasks that i'm doing or the team that i'm a part of um, and this I'm still kind of uh, on the lookout for. I know that I like, uh, um, for example, repetitive tasks like organizing. I really enjoy, you know, checking lists. I really enjoy. Um, but also I like 
a little bit of diversity. So yeah. it's like, you know, kind of finding the perfect balance between these things. Um, I think that I'm awesome at customer service until I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So that I'm very aware of. Um, so and it drains me to to work with people. I do always kind of end up in helper positions. Like I'm always helping others, which is really um, fulfilling, but also really tiring. Right. So I, there's there's like there's like a balance I need to find, and I'm still looking for that balance. Right now, my job is. The fact that I'm not working full time is really helpful uh, because I have energy left to do other things like art and uh, things that I do for myself. One day, if I could live off, uh, you know, my art or um, even like writing or uh, maybe, you know, something in relation to autism, I would love that. Uh, it's just I don't know if I have the executive functions to kind of. <laughs> To kind of uh, do that, so I would need to. I would need my own executive assistant. This is yeah, right. yeah there you go. Like one day, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't define myself by the work that I do. Maybe right. one day I will, um, but until now I haven't, and I, I can't seem to find the, you know, the one thing that is Jessica Saint Pierre. You know, I'm. I like I like to paint, I like to write, I like to make music, I like cats, I like, you know, yeah. I have a bunch of special interests as well. Um, but well, I think I think you're further along than a lot of people because I think a lot of finding that, you know, and it's not necessarily the dream job, but necessarily where you fit in perfect for who you are and a yeah. lot of that has to do with that self-reflection and so you know you've noted all these things that are uh, um, the skills that you have and what you're good at and what fits best for you and like that's that's the beginning of yeah. of finding where you want to be and I think that, so yeah. you're you're doing pretty well I'd say I feel lucky that um, I got my diagnosis during the pandemic in the sense that it has allowed me to self-reflect a lot more and unmask a lot more yeah. uh, at home uh, by myself, not being stressed by external factors. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I realize now that I've been, you know, in this mindset for a year now almost and the, I still have answers to find and I still have a lot of questions to ask myself. Yeah. You think it'll be uh, difficult um, when we're allowed to get back out into the world with people um, that it'll be uh, such a change from being able to learn things on your own and, and deal with them on your own? Yes. And this was actually since the beginning of the pandemic, that's been my worst fear. I mean, I I understand the severity of whatever's happening sure. in the world right now. But uh, on a personal level, the moment we went into lockdown, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> it's going to be so hard to get out of that. And since I've been kind of in and out of it because, you know, they keep closing down everything and reopening and, and, and yeah. it's just every time I feel like it's difficult and it's really I've just, you know, started working a little bit more hours at work and I feel like I'm kind of already uh, getting not swamped, but kind of taken in that uh, that routine um, that doesn't allow me for that kind of uh, 
self-reflection as much yeah. and I, I'm realizing it. It's, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing as much as I can at the moment while I know Good that I you. have time to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's nice. smart. I, I definitely understand that. Well, I think that's it, but I really just want to thank you again so much for being here twice with us. Yeah. Right. We, my pleasure. we loved it so much. I mean, it actually, the first one actually worked perfectly. We just liked you so much <laughs> and we didn't have a good excuse to bring you back. So <laughs> <laughs> You guys don't need excuses. Come on. We ah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. <laughs> so thank you so much for being with us. It's thank you, pleasure. Jess. Well, that was fun. Thank you guys for joining us today. Next time, we'll have another guest with another awesome job. Yes, we will. That's what we do here. I uh, just wanted to remind you that this podcast is produced by our business, Carve Resumes. You can see the show notes in the podcast at carveresumes.com. We are the autistic community's expert resource for getting a job. 